Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Two Idiots Podcast. I'm Reg. I'm Randy. And joining us this week, we have uh, Charlie Champagne. Is that your actual last name? Wow. First off, yeah. No, I get this question all the time. Somebody actually asked me that today, and I told them I should start putting on my Facebook profile in parentheses, yes, this is for real. Um, so it is actually my last name. Um, it has been rightfully stolen and maintained from my ex-husband, if we want to put, uh, put it nicely. Fair enough, <laughs> so, fair enough. Yes, yes. May as well keep it. May as well yeah. keep it. It's, right? it's a yeah. conversation starter, if nothing else, right? It really is. Lots of people like to say this could also be my stage name. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's well even the fact that Charlie Champagne both sees that this that's basically like in the handbook of stripper names, right? Like that's it really is. <laughs> yeah, so no, and like some of my friends call me Cha Cha. I'm like, this is just down a very poor path, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's <laughs> making fine. my parents proud. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um Randy, what would your what would be your stripper name if you had to come up with one right now? Oh Lord, I don't know. I would be uh well, if I go by my football nickname, I'd be Randy Meat Train Hayden. So we'll just we'll just roll with that. Okay, specific like set of clientele, but it that's- could work. Hey, hey, whatever, whatever works. You know, it's 2021. I don't care. Exactly. There's porn categories for everything, so you'll be- exactly whatever pays uh, yeah. the bills. <laughs> Start OnlyFans. Um, okay, well, yeah. this is already off the rails, and we're three minutes in. So let's. Um, <clears throat> or not even. I mean, did you expect anything less? <laughs> no, no. These, these are fun. Um, okay, well, welcome here, Charlie. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm uh, enjoying Pride Month from the comfort of my living room. So, yeah. You know, not, not, not much other choice these days, eh? Yeah, not much. Except for all my friends in the U.S. that are like, oh, we went here and there. And I'm like, hey, yeah. but I love you. Yeah. So, they, uh, yeah. Quite the quick turnaround. They go from being the handling COVID like the worst, and now they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we have extra here. How about her?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's right. lovely. I'm not crying about it at all. Like ever. Yeah. Not at all jealous. No. 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 Um, so, like that neighbor next door that just like hates them. We're just peeking through the windows, like you sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They get a new pool or something. Like, yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Maybe introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and we kind of normally do, we either ask someone their favorite movie, but I thought we'd do a twist. I heard this thing recently about guilty pleasure movies, so maybe introduce yourself and tell us your favorite slash least favorite um, guilty pleasure movie. Okay. Uh, well, I'm Charlie Champagne, as we have already discussed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not a stage name. Uh, I born and raised Steinbeck, girl... Um, I don't know if that's like a proud thing or if it's a, no. no, it's not, no, <laughs> that kind of thing, but I'm here. Unless you I'm are here. proud of it, then yeah, no. To you. no, when we get on the news, I'm like, <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> um, I've got, uh, let's see a little bit. I've got a 17, almost 17 year old son. God, uh, that old, eh? Right. Yeah, no, it, it happened really fast. Mm. Uh, you feel really old, like old. <laughs> should we're not going to disclose that but you can probably do the math (laughs) yeah 17 year old kiddo um i've got two rescue dogs that i've already locked out of this room because the second i hit join they were like oh fun let's bark (laughs) um i acquired a uh, a quarantine conure last year had him for about a year anybody quarantine what 
He's like, okay, so yeah, little green parrot. Oh. Little, oh, okay. Like, he's little. He's um. He's loud. Loudest. I was not prepared for this. Um, so I don't know what my problem was there. But yeah, yeah I love him. He loves me and only me, which is great. Or not. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's, I don't know, I'm not all that interesting, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see. Guilty pleasure movie. See, okay. I've stolen a quote oof, from Tom Hiddleston. Um, because in an interview once someone asked him what's your guilty pleasure and I think he said don't don't quote me but it's it's a rough quote Um, never feel guilty about pleasure and I have have adopted that whenever anyone asks me about a guilty pleasure thing I'm like well I don't really feel guilty about it but I mean let's see I'm a big like 10 things I hate about you fan I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure though like I the the team rom-com kind of movie mm-hmm. maybe that would be Julia considered Stiles, all, day. That's fine. all day yeah <laughs> all day uh, yeah whatever happened to her i don't know i think she's in something new now on prime everybody is yeah yeah who doesn't have a job in tv nowadays <laughs> yeah 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 well anyway. uh, all of but us not, i guess yeah. <laughs> there goes your point um, but no, even that, like the, I heard it on a podcast that they were discussing kind of guilty pleasure movies and, and it's, it's interesting because it, you shouldn't feel guilty about it. And I think even when you say guilty pleasure movie, it's not as though you feel guilty, but it's like, you might not openly say, oh, this is my favorite thing, you know, um, for whatever right. reason, yeah. um, or, or you do. And there's a lot of people that like bad things because they're bad or, you know, and they, it's kind of. Right, there's a lot of like B and C movie, like horror movie fans out there in the world, right? Just because they are awful. Yeah, yeah. There's usually like your your cred movie. Like, I like this movie because you want the cred. Mm -hmm. I like. I actually will rewatch this. (laughs) Yeah. Times when I'm having a bad day. Exactly. (laughs) Usually you've got those that that balance there. And Randy is uh, is a wrestling fan, so he's all about guilty pleasures. Hundred percent. Yeah. What What would you say is your your guilty pleasure movie, Randy? My guilty, uh, uh, what women want with Mel Gibson is a great movie. And Helen Hunt. Does that hold up today, though? If you go back and watch it, I mean, it's a Mel Gibson movie, so there are certain things that uh, don't really hold up. But that's certainly up there. Uh, I'll go back and watch Spice World every now and again because I love that movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, I've never watched that. Phenomenal choice there. Never feel guilty about that. No. Um, yeah, those probably be my two, I guess. I can't really think of any others that I go back and would be like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody I watched that. But <laughs> Yeah, I've watched a lot of bad movies in my day, but none of them really feel like I don't I don't tend to rewatch movies a lot now, unless they're Marvel or something. But right. I used to watch Lord of War a lot, which isn't really a guilty pleasure mm-hmm. movie, but Ooh. nobody cares about that movie. So It's a good movie, though. I love that it's, movie. It feels like it's probably a hidden gem now, like one that yeah. people skipped yeah. over and shouldn't have. For days in a row, I would, I would just start it, fall asleep, and then wake up. And kids listening to this won't understand this reference, but the DVD menu would just be the music <laughs> we were playing on loop. And it would just be, <laughs> you watch it stop, and then it would start and stop and start. <laughs> I wore that thing used out. To scare the ever-loving shit out of me when that would happen. You're nicely peacefully dozing on the couch, then you get hit with the DVD <laughs> entrance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people miss out. It's all streaming now. Nobody watches DVDs. I know, right? Yeah. I haven't watched an intro for a TV show in years. <laughs> an intro for TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I have too many actually because when you're watching on Apple TV, they don't let you skip the intro. Oh, the that older sucks. versions. So then I'm stuck. But with the new Roku, skip, 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 skip. Good to go. Day. Anyway, doesn't matter. So welcome here now that we're, we've started that. So <clears throat> little back story. I mean, Charlie and I, you and I have known each other for like a decade almost probably. Least, yeah. <laughs> um, we made drugs together and... Uh, <laughs> I served you alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we made drugs. I served alcohol. It was, yep. it was a fun time back yeah, in the yeah. early 2000s. Wild, wild. Drugs, Lawless. alcohol, and stage names. Hey, this is how this podcast is going to go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, I mean, that's probably right in the wheelhouse of, of a usual Two Idiots episode. Yeah. So, really, it's no, yeah. no problem. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we haven't talked in a long time, but in, in the time that we stopped working together and uh, till now, I mean, you've had quite the life transition shifty stuff. Um, so maybe, so, I mean, we can start with, um, always to preface these kind of conversations, I don't want to step on any toes as far as terminology or as far as anything else. So know that if I'm asking something, if I mention something like a dummy, I'm not meaning it in any sort of derogatory way. Same goes um, for me. Yeah. So I always like to you get that out there. You know, you never know. Some people. Yeah. Um, but uh, so basically, I guess maybe we should touch on pronouns. I assume she, her. She, her. Yeah. Okay, I would perfect. also see. And here's the thing. I'm cool with they, them as well. As um, we should be. You know. And that's exactly it. Like, especially and like in my line of work, which is training and human resources and stuff. You know, we get a lot of new people coming through and, and from a name, you can't really tell, yeah. you know. And even if you right. can tell, um, you still you know don't what that know what pronouns yeah. are, right? So I've just adopted they, them until somebody clarifies or or says otherwise. Right. Um, just specifically use their name in every context. Yeah. Really. Well, even that, people that push back on the they, them stuff, um, I find it interesting because so frequently you, you we use it naturally. We just don't know we're using it. Like if someone mm-hmm. were to say, we're going to go to their house. Or, or where do they live or where do they know right. you could be talking about one person like if i was going to go to your house and be like, oh where do they live you know it's not it's not a thing but then yeah. when it comes down to if we were to meet them and then they're like oh they prefer to be called blah 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 blah, blah. and if people chafe against that i'm like what does it matter to you how often do you actually yeah. refer to someone by their pronoun anyway in conversation like oh exactly yeah it, it doesn't happen that often and you know, in my experience with my my friends who are non-binary, uh, if there is a slip up or if somebody uses the wrong pronouns, it's just a really quick redirect. Yeah. I prefer they them, and you carry on with life. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not going to be the the end of the world for somebody to use somebody's correct pronouns. And so uh, often people this like little thing we can do. Yeah, people are so worried that. Or, or the internet and media makes it seem as though every time you make a mistake, then rah, rah, people right. freak out. Right. And in my experiences too, I mean, I don't have that many, but just in interacting with, with people on different spectrums and in transitioning and all these things, it's they're very cool. Like they, yeah. they understand it, that it's it, not. It, yeah. it, should, it should be no different than like if someone mispronounces your name, it's just a quick exactly. correction and you move on. Yeah. 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 And it, I think for the most part, like the whole community just wants people to understand, accept, and, and I'm not, you know, speaking on their behalf, no, yeah. but you know, it's all about acceptance and understanding and to come off in more of a, a negative way at somebody isn't helping that at mm, all. No, so it's, sure. yeah, it's, 
usually just a conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I saw a meme where it's like, uh, now that Elliot Page is is non-binary or it's they now, uh, I think it's still they. I think they're non-binary. Uh, or or is no? Did they come out as a straight man now? I don't remember. I, I can't even keep track. But there was some meme about. I think it was that they were playing on that that they are now a straight man. Uh, and like so, we're all you know in in support of them. But now they're a straight male, so now we have to uh, uh, condemn them with all our hearts or something. Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah, playing on the on the politics of of uh, what would that even be of norms i guess of gender norms i suppose mm-hmm. anyway speaking of gender norms uh so so basically as far as i knew when we met and worked together um mm-hmm. you were straight not that i had any i was 22 years old i didn't know anything about anything anyway but exactly. um, <laughs> i knew you had a, a son and you had an ex-husband and to me that informed all i needed to know and i never thought any deeper um so maybe touch on that. So you were you were married, you had the kid, and then kind of on your journey to where you are now. Okay. Well, that's a that's, that's seventeen years, but we'll go through. <laughs> yeah, we want we want every detail. We got six hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, and the margarita's waiting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six hours. The sun will go down. Yeah. Um, so yes, when uh, when you met me, um, I'm trying to think of how old I was if you were 22 but we're not doing that <laughs> the, the roughly 2010-ish somewhere okay that, yeah. that works okay so yeah um ex-husband had the kid um and as far as anyone knew I was straight and that's mm-hmm. kind of how um how I kind of went about life um which was to me um that was all I needed because people who I wanted to know um, that I was not straight and we'll touch on what not straight meant at that point. Um, but, you know, the people that I wanted to know, um, the people that I was in relationships with or, or situationships with, whatever we want to call any of that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they all knew that part of me. So to me, that was as out as I needed to be. So during that time, um, I would say, a number of years, I would have considered myself bisexual. So I had my first actual, and again, I, I got to be careful what I call these things. I'm going to just call interaction. it interaction situationship. <laughs> I really like, because you know, it just kind of, it doesn't make it too serious. Um, pretty much right after my, my ex-husband and I had, had split was when I, I had my first yeah, encounter with the woman. <laughs> Sounds like cloak and dagger. I know. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like, was it? It wasn't a relationship. It wasn't. Um, so, you know, that was kind of the first step for me realizing, oh, hey, like this is this is really who I am. When I was married, I, I knew that it was there. I'd never okay. act on it, but you know, it was always just something that was that was in the back of my mind, and that's something that we see a lot of in bisexual. Um, people nowadays is that a lot of people are in what we call like straight passing relationships. So you have a bi woman and a bi man or a bi woman and a straight man. And that's considered like a straight passing relationship, but they're right. still queer. you know, it's still a queer relationship. It's still a bisexual relationship, even if society doesn't see it that way. Right. Um, so, I mean, at that point I would have still considered myself straight, even though I had, you know, those thoughts and those feelings. Um, so that, 
excuse me, that situationship um, did not have the most pleasant ending for me, um, <laughs> which may have um, kind of steered me away from that avenue. Um, at that point, it, it seemed more like, you know, maybe a, an encounter with a woman was just that, you know, there wasn't really room for a relationship and it was just kind of um, whatever it was. So over the next many, many years, I had a lot of um, of those straight passing relationships, you know, so I was still considering myself bisexual, but I was really getting myself into relationships that were more public with men. Right. And I don't know if that's internalized homophobia. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I wonder what, what the impetus was that because mm-hmm. right. I mean, it, it must've been, I mean, growing up in Steinbeck, it's, it, if, yeah. if you want to avoid <laughs> the stairs or the, or the, whatever the judgment or the this or the that then it, yeah it's easier to just be with a dude or whatever right or if you yeah. are out with a with a woman or or a same sex relationship at all you keep it platonic and you you know it's very neutral whatever and then nobody thinks anything of it right which isn't fair exactly. to anybody but i assume that that must be yeah. why well people love to stare in this town so yeah it's uh, yeah. you definitely feel it a lot harder than you would probably in a lot of other places for people listening right. if you've never been to this area or there's other areas <laughs> like this but in ours particular there you'll come across kids that will stare at you when you look at them most people if you get caught staring you glance away like any normal human but these yeah. kids are so i don't know sheltered or something they'll make eye contact with you and keep staring. Yeah. There's no and some of them are like nothing. dead behind the eyes. It's real yeah. creepy. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's zombie land. It really is. But. It really is. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, that's probably a, a large part of it. Um, there's also not the largest out LGBTQIA plus, you know, group of people here, community. Mm-hmm. in the south uh, of Manitoba, in the south. Um, We're the south, oh my God, I just thought of that. And and, and again, even if it is a large group, it may may not be known, right? Because people are afraid to to be out and proud in this area. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's, you know, I I don't want to say it's it's easy, but it's easier, you know, to find a a man to be in a relationship with than it was to find Mm -hmm. a woman to be in a relationship that was out and open and I'm still like in this point of my life trying to figure out you know what I want what I what I am how I identify what I'm comfortable with and so in between those those straight passing relationships I I, I don't want to keep saying that but you know to me that's kind of what it was um there were some encounters with women there was trying to like figure myself out um definitely when you're going through that process of trying to figure out your own sexuality, um, some people do end up getting caught in the crossfire, which is very unfortunate. And there's definitely some amends to make in that, (laughs) Um, you know, trying to to figure yourself out with someone when they're comfortable and you're not, um, can, there can be some collateral damage, which is. Especially if you're still learning. You might not even have the language to describe how you're feeling or why you feel a certain way. Um, to then have a conversation with, especially if, say, the other person is fully straight, never had any issues, never thought of any mm-hmm. any sort of spectrumy things, um, and then now you you know you join a relationship, and now this person that you're dating is t- is I don't know I you know reacting in ways you wouldn't expect, and then can't explain why. It'd be, right. that'd be it could be difficult. 
Yeah. So that that's pretty much kind of sums up that big chunk of of my life, my my working in Steinbeck in a Steinbeck large company. Mm-hmm. Um, help things either (laughs) Uh, and not to say that my co-workers then were would have given any judgment but at that point you kind of don't want to put yourself in that position to have that judgment yeah Mm -hmm. so unfortunately I wasn't as as willing and able to put myself out there during that time you know which is Looking back, slightly unfortunate when you look at the the folks that you worked with that were out and proud and did face some of those, um, some of that pushback and some of those comments and things like that at work. And, you know, you think back and think, you know, I was in a position where I could have been out and I could have helped somebody get through that. But I was a very straight passing person, which I get told too often. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, even Um, if you're not like a a card carrying flag waving, mm-hmm. you know, you know, all, all rah, rah, rah. It would still I imagine would have been helpful to anybody that's trying to come out or to be out just to know that there's other people around. Like, even if you're not friends yeah. with yeah. them, even if they yeah. know that at my place of work, there's five other people that are known to be out, you know, that, yeah. could, that could be great, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's definitely something I look back on and wish I, I could have done something a little bit differently during that time. Um, but then when anyone asks, would you change anything? I think I love where I am right now. So would yeah. I change anything? Right. <laughs> it's part know. of the process, right? Sometimes yeah. it just, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs, they say, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and throughout this whole time, like very much um, w- went to the pride marches, um, definitely supported anything pride related. You know, I told my few friends and, and family members and it wasn't ever like a secret. It just wasn't. Public, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like now. <laughs> what was the what was that like? So then we can then continue to merge into kind of where you are now. But so, um, so even while you were married, you kind of had you knew. So it wasn't as though it was like suddenly like an epiphany or whatever. But then when you decided to start telling people, kind of, how what was that process like? Maybe um, are there any points or tips or anything you <laughs> give to people? Um, I would I would say as. Um, as someone who I identified as a bi woman mm-hmm. coming out to any cis male, you get the same reactions. All right. So threesomes, am I right? Nice. Yes, there it is. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much how it goes down or ooh, yeah. who's been with, do I know them? Um, you know, so it, which it, you would never do otherwise. Exactly. It's so weird. Right. Yeah. It was, so I mean at that point it was kind of like I'll tell you when I feel like I'm comfortable enough to not get bombarded with that but it it comes with the territory unfortunately which Mm -hmm. of makes some you know by women not want to come out to people because you face that Mm -hmm. or you just of oh really well have you ever been with a woman how many women have you been with yeah suddenly you're like slut shamed for no reason exactly (laughs) slut shamed or you're you're denied the identity of being bisexual because you haven't actually, you know, had sex with a woman. Ridiculous. Um, You, you don't deny somebody being straight if they are still a virgin. (laughs) Why would you deny somebody's identity just because they can't prove it? I think it also stems from the fact that most people don't fully understand what bi means. 
um, exactly. to them. Yeah. Like I, I vividly, I know I had this same stance when I was younger. I for sure I was mm-hmm. like, you can't be bi. Either you're lesbian or you're gay or you're straight. There's no, well, if you're, if you're, you know, if you dip your toe in the water, you're wet. You know, it's like, it's not <laughs> it's sort of, that was my thinking and it's no yeah. longer, but that, um, I think we're still dealing with the, like an information, not war, but information push to try and just really, mm-hmm. you can, you can be in both camps. Does it, oh, why, why sure. does it matter? You know? <laughs> Well, and then there's, I mean, we could go on and on and, and I can ramble apparently, um, but, so you know, by erasure, that's, that's huge. As soon as someone who identifies as bi gets into one of those straight passing relationships, oh, well, you're straight. You chose a side. Right. Um, or if you're in a queer passing relationship, oh, so you're a lesbian. Well, no, I'm still bisexual. I've just chosen to have a relationship with this woman or I've chosen yeah. to have a relationship with this man. So there's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> Yeah, and again, that's that's, that's conversations to be had. Oh, for sure, and that's the point of these episodes, right? So hopefully, people listening can get a little bit of perspective, and Mm -hmm. same with us. We're just two straight morons are trying to learn things, right? But um, that's why labels are so important, but they can also be problematic because it's Mm -hmm. it's helpful if you're trying to find a word to describe yourself um, or to find an in group to find a, a, a a group of people that you can be a part of. Um, so then for you to say that I'm bisexual or I'm I'm straight or I'm whatever, it can be helpful. But at the same time, from the outsiders, all the people that are not understanding what's going on, they just dismissive or whatever, then you're just, you know, grouped as gay or this or that. And, and then once you're in it, they're like, no, it doesn't make sense. How could you possibly be anything but that? It's like, yep. oh. <laughs> And that kind of uh, is a great transition into, you know, what I currently identify as. There you go. Um, so... <laughs> It, it kind of evolved from that bisexual um, and then it evolved into pansexual because, you know, I had a realization that, um, you know, I could, I could love anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point I was kind of like, and I don't know if this is still like a proper, proper saying, but it was kind of like hearts, not parts. I fall in love with the person, right. not, yeah. you know, what physically is going on. Sure. Um, so, so then there was the pansexual, um, which is, which is great. And it is pretty all encompassing and it, it's a good term to use. Um, but I also found that it just, it was hard to explain it to people over and over right. and again, Right. Um, which is fine. You know, we need to get <laughs> that conversation. But at what point do you, do that. Like, well, you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't have to always carry that burden. Right. I, I understand we need yeah. to keep doing it, but if it's you every time, yeah. <laughs> right. I imagine I'll get a little old. Yeah, and I, I don't want to come off as dismissive because I will always talk about it with people and I will always ask questions, but there comes a point where people should be comfortable taking it upon themselves to educate themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. LGBTQ communities' responsibility to constantly becoming and educating. There's there's so many resources out there for people to to look into and things like that as well. But again, don't get me wrong, I do love that. <laughs> yeah always answer questions and educate but at some point you know people um can find that information as well yeah you should be able to hit the point where you're going to have a conversation with somebody and you say well i'm pansexual they go oh okay cool and then go because they know what it is they like yeah yeah again you shouldn't have to explain it every time no i think think the goal also needs to be where we don't even ask because yeah (laughs) 
I would never walk up to someone I meet, like say I start a new job or something. I meet someone. I'm not going to be like, oh, so are you straight or what? (laughs) (laughs) To go like a step further with that, because, you know, you could say pansexual, but then people like, well, do you prefer women? Do you prefer men? Have you been with a trans person? So I'm not going to walk up to a straight person and say, hey, what's your type? Have you ever been with a big chick? Have you been with a... (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what people think is acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to people who are part of the LGBTQ community, it's like, do you need to know who I have sex with or who I'm attracted Especially to? Right. Just, really? the, the borders, <laughs> the borders get so blurred because it's when you're like, say you're trying to date someone, then you would ask these questions. You'd be like, so kind of, yes. what, what are you feeling like? Yeah. Kind of, what are you into? Kind of what's your, what's your deal? Um, but then for some reason, a lot of cisgendered folks like to want the minute they hear someone is not straight, then they feels like it gives them all sort of power to be like, I can be like, Oh, so what are you into? What do you like? It's to like, do? Oh, you're, you're already into dirty stuff. So let's just keep talking about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I can't even speak to the trans community mm. and what they go through, but all I know is their questions that they get that are insensitive are probably a hundred times worse because oh, now, sure. Or feeling like it's okay to ask about what's between somebody's legs when yeah. it yeah. Um, yeah. so so yeah, so the pansexual conversation um was was great. Um it was a good place for me to be in for a while. Um, but now you know I identify as a queer woman. Um that is if somebody asks me, I just I say I'm I'm a queer woman, I am open to experiences. Um However, you know, I'm definitely, and I, I don't, I don't even know the right way to say this. I'm very woman leaning. Right. <laughs> My friends for this one, but um, uh, definitely, you know, in a, in a place that's, it's hard to find that label. Like it's hard to say, yes, I am a lesbian because I would not deny a relationship with a trans person. Right, sure. At that point, and that's still, and again, I'm going to get in shit from my friends, but that's (laughs) part of that umbrella in in cases as well. So queer to me just means that I can say this is who I am. I'm I'm not stepping on any toes and that, you know, I, I love who I love and I will love who I love. Right. And why why regulate it or why limit it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that seems reasonable. And that that's yeah. so much of these conversations like uh they they get blown out or they get sensationalized or they get whatever, but when you really just remove all the fluff and you just go down to it's reasonable. And why is it why is it so crazy yeah. to you to think that someone could yeah. be in love with someone else or mm-hmm. whatever? What especially being in Steinbeck and in this area growing up how at least I did it was yeah. you would never even consider the fact that you know a girl could become a boy and the boy right. could love a girl who loves girls or who loves boys or they're none of those things like i understand how difficult that is for a lot of people to really get to um, yeah especially the older generation and and kind of the fully religiously indoctrinated folks sometimes it's a bit difficult but um when you really just brass tacks right to the base it's like it's easy to figure out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like who somebody chooses to love and be with has less than zero bearing 
on somebody else's life. Exactly. It's yeah. not even that it has a little bit of an impact. <laughs> yeah. Zero impact. Yeah. <laughs> like, who I choose to date or be with or who you choose, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. has impact on the next person walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't understand why people feel like it's exactly. And I, th- I think it's always it's also definitely important to mention that um, as long as it's consenting adults doing consenting yes. things, yeah, um, because it's course, there's so much of the again the pushback from typically the conservative right is that oh you know all these fucking liberals all they want to do is you know they're going to be legalizing pedophilia and all their they're they're, yeah. they're going to have sex with animals and blah 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 and like. No, like what no, are you talking about? No, and that's <laughs> yeah. and that's not what. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I agree. It's very important to put that into the conversation. Is mm-hmm. two consenting adults. Um, this is what we have chosen. This is who we've chosen to love, and it is yeah. no way opening the door to anything like that. No. Right. And I have a I have a bit of a con- con- controversial stance as far as pedophilia, which I probably shouldn't get into because I'll get in trouble, but. That's sort of so even on that even in a broader sense of kind of because it's it's if you're a pedophile very often you don't get to choose whether you are and then so I can understand where those links are getting connected you know where the people hear oh well you can't if you're gay you didn't choose that well then what about pedophiles they didn't choose that either and then so then but those people on that side then group everything together as though you know all gay people are pedophiles or you know it must be gross or it must be bad. Whereas mm-hmm. I still think if you are a pedophile, you should be criminally charged for being a pedophile. That said, yes. you should get a little bit of understanding that you probably didn't choose that. So I'm not saying we need to kill them all. You know what I mean? Like I'm not that mm-hmm. that far. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably where I would get in trouble. But, you know, I've had conversations about that. But uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I can understand where it gets connected, but at the same 100%, time, yep. shouldn't all get looped. <laughs> no, and it shouldn't be used to persecute people who... Mm-hmm. Are choosing, you know, a consensual adult relationship exactly. to be mm-hmm. in with something like that. Um, yep. because it's definitely different in so many ways. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So then in your experiences in Steinbeck, when you when you came out, out, um, mm-hmm. maybe I'll allude to that and kind of go into that a little bit. So coming out, out, I, the only human being that I ever like face to face came out to was my son. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. you know, it was more um, dropping hints, and then finally one year realizing I'd never actually come out. Yeah. So you know, made a Facebook post and I was like, "Hey, by the way, if you hadn't guessed, all- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not straight." Um, but you know, coming out to my son, I think. We had such a good relationship. I mean, he's he's almost 17. So I say that with a grain of salt. Of course. As any teenager. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we've had a very open mother-son relationship from the time he was little till now where, you know, we, we had these discussions about how being gay is is fine. And if that's who he is, that's totally great. Like he'd come home from school and I'd say, oh, you know, any cute girls in your class, any cute boys? Yeah. The same response, mom, I'm still not gay. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. But just letting you know, it's, yeah. it's fine. If you were yeah. to be, yeah, all the part to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we've had that conversation for years, you know, to the point where, where as I said, he would get annoyed with me at some point. But 
<laughs> you know, keeping that conversation open and alive was important to us. Which is good because I had like my mother and I were much, very much the same as, as someone mm-hmm. who was the son of a, a mom who was very open to the communities and everything. And just being like, I don't care whatever you want to be. I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to love you. That has a huge impact on kids and especially in a society where males are typically seen like you got to grow up and get a wife and have mm-hmm. kids and do all that. It's very it's I'm so happy that I had an upbringing where my parents were so open with me. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I think he'll really appreciate that certainly in the future. Oh, for sure. And he's, you know, I like to, everybody's proud of their kid, right? I'm not going to be like waving. <laughs> right now. Um, but he's become such like an amazing ally. You know, he's not, he's not gay. He tells me that every day. <laughs> but, and not in a bad way, just because I, I asked. Yeah. Sorry um, to disappoint you, Mom. I'm not gay yet, okay? Pretty much. I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. You're grounded <laughs> until you're gay. <laughs> but he's become such a great ally, like, at school and with his friends. And, you know, when he was, and we still do this when we're allowed to, we would go get pedicures every year for his yeah. birthday. He'd paint his toes and... He'd go off to football practice. And, uh, I love that. One, yeah. And like one conversation really has always stuck out for me as, you know, he's a good kid. Um, someone had made a comment. I think it was a kid on the football team and I'm paraphrasing here. Um, but, you know, one of the kids was like, oh, you paint your nails. Are you gay? And he came back with, so what if I was? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boy. Yeah. <laughs> moment happy yeah, that's, that's how you know you've done good yeah yeah so my toenails like, are painted right now very nice yeah okay. niece did it they look terrible they're nice <laughs> i wish mine were but apparently things still closed <laughs> well, so. let's not get into that because most of those don't make any sense when things are yeah. than anything but whatever mm-hmm. anyway yeah anyway <laughs> yeah so now like my kid will come home and be like, oh, hey, you know, I'm talking to this girl. She's bi. I told her you were gay. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, that's gonna... great. Yeah, I love hearing that. The fact that he can now relate that and be like, yes. and not not that it's pushy or not that it, need, you know, he needs to be anything that he's not or whatever. But because I'm just thinking the fact that I ended up, you know, left leaning and progressive as I am, considering my my family is not like my immediate family is not. Everybody's yeah. not. <laughs> is a miracle um but <laughs> so i can only imagine what it'd be like yeah, to be in that, yeah while they you know while while you're growing and you're kind of just it's normalized as it should be <laughs> oh yeah right. like absolutely and it, it just you know you you kind of alluded to that um earlier reg when you were saying like when you were in school it wasn't even a thought about no. gender or you know lesbian or gay relationships and now it's just like, it's so open and out there and maybe not like, maybe I have a bit of a, a skewed view because my son comes home and tells me about this stuff. Maybe it's still not as great in Steinbeck. Yeah. It makes me think back to when I was in high school and, you know, maybe I, I would have realized things sooner. Maybe it would have, you know, come to light sooner. Maybe the path would have been different, but then again, I don't want to go down that path. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, right. like, I'm cool with where I'm at right now. Um, that's fair. No, that's fair. Um, how, how, Randy, if in your, from your perspective, um, Hallie is still very young. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what do you see for her going forward? Uh, you know, as things progress, I mean, are you, are you kind of excited to, to walk that path? With her? 
I am. I think uh, it may, and like you alluded to, maybe not Steinbeck in general, but I think the youth as a whole are are very educated on the on the whole spectrum already. Mm-hmm. Um, just with how much more it's coming through in media. Like I got into a conversation with a guy at work the other day. He was like, you know, oh, why do why do I always get to see two guys kissing on everything I watch now? And I'm like, well, what if it's two girls kissing? Do you care? He goes, well, of course, that's hot, right? But. <laughs> So there's that whole argument to be made. Um, but I was like, it, I said, but they're the thing is now these they're being represented like this. This is life. Like there, there are gay people everywhere. There are trans people everywhere. That is life. Like, so I, I'm glad that she's coming up in a society where she's going to be able to see that. And I hope that it gets normalized for her and mm-hmm. whatever she wants to be in the future, whoever she wants to love. I'm, I'm down for whatever. I have no, I, I just want what's best for her and I want her to be happy. And I'm, I'm excited for to go down that path with her and, and see where life takes her. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really uplifting to see. And we always revert back to maybe not in Steinbeck. As, mm-hmm. but <laughs> more and more kids coming out as like gender fluid um, or non-binary or pansexual or queer, because it's really showing a whole new generation that, if a guy wants to wear a skirt and some heels, who cares? That's yep. cool. Like, that's great. If a, if a girl wants to wear suits, if a non-binary person wants to wear whatever the fuck they want to wear, <laughs> like, it's such a great time for kids to be coming yeah. up and seeing this and realizing that they don't have to conform to, I'm a boy, I like blue, I like trucks. I'm a girl. I like processes. Yeah, now I'm curious who, like, because in high school there were definitely those quote oddballs that'd be like, you know, they wouldn't conform to anything, um, and you would notice them, and you know, you probably made fun of them as teenagers will do. But like now I'm curious because we didn't have that type of training. I wonder how different it would have been if we did. Yeah, I I would think whereas they used to stick out to us, perhaps I would think it would just be, it would just be normalized to us where it would just be, oh yeah, that's just, that's just Steve or that's just, you know, whoever, Katrina, whatever it would be, right? Yeah, I think it's also important to say that odds are the majority of people will, as it is now, will likely remain straight and and, you know, whatever. Um, so I think that is also important to acknowledge for people that are really uncomfortable with this type of stuff when they're like, oh, all I see is that and you, everyone's going to be gay now and everybody's going to be this now. It's like, I think it's maybe like people will start to acknowledge there's somewhere on the spectrum other than just uh, one or zero, one or zero, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, a vast majority of people will probably still fall within the generally straight category, right? And I there's nothing wrong with that either. And I think people need oh. to realize, just pump the brakes. Like quit freaking out. Yeah. If you see two dudes kissing, whoop-de-doo, you know, yeah. like if you, if you, I, I personally don't like PDA of anybody. So <laughs> I don't, I don't care who's doing it. Just, I yeah. prefer not to, not like, you know, a peck or I, I don't care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, do I, do I need to see you on your partner's lap, no matter what orientation right, on in, in the middle of the outlet mall, yeah. just going, going yeah. ham on it. No, I don't need to see that. But. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, for the most part, folks who are part of, you know, the LGBTQ community aren't looking to necessarily be doing that kind of extreme side of the PDA. We just want to be able to safely and comfortably hold hands with our partner 100 percent. you have every right to do that you know like it's it's a different it's a whole different conversation when it's for sure you know pda because in some places 
even in, you know, Canada or the U.S. And I know there's way worse places to be gay out there um, or way more dangerous, I guess, places to be gay. But, you know, there are still places within North America where, you know, it's not necessarily safe for you to walk down the street with your partner holding hands. Um, And that's, you know, bare minimum. (laughs) Right. For the community. It's not, I don't don't think it's asking a lot. Um, so, you know, it's it's just a different conversation even when it comes to that. Of course, of course. 100%. So then, I mean, how do, how do you feel now? I mean, over the years, um, like you went through the relationship and now you've kind of taken your lumps and are probably continually taking your lumps and moving forward. And actually, I got to say, some of your online dating clips that you posted just showing the toxicity of people. Oh, my good God. Um, I can't yes. imagine. Sometimes <laughs> they pop up in my memories and I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, good for you to shout them out to really like show the luckiness, yeah. but fuck me, I'm yeah. glad I'm not uh, dealing with that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 an interesting world out there, but you know where I'm at now, and you know I think I officially officially came out like on Facebook a couple of years back, mm. and you know I really hate to say, but one of the big catalysts was not working in Steinbeck anymore. Uh, Mm-hmm. I moved to a job in Winnipeg and, you know, it just became a lot more accepted. And not, breathe. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. saying that the workplace in Steinbeck was oppressive in any way. Like, I, I I don't think I ever felt like if I came out that I would have been demoted or I would have. But it's that fear of not knowing. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I like where I'm at. I'm working to build a life for me and my kid. And I, I don't want to do anything that could possibly and you know that was that was something I was able to do which I am I'm grateful for now and not everybody's able to do that right everybody is is able to I don't want to say hide but you know it's kind of where it was not everybody's to hide behind a a straight passing facade so people are you know sometimes forced to come out when they're not comfortable with it and you know that's why I feel like being as as vocal as I am now, you know, <laughs> being vocal on Facebook, wearing my token, you know, <laughs> gear, um, is is important because I have had the privilege of growing into when I was comfortable with coming out, and not everybody has. Yeah, just to be out in Steinbeck as a thirty-something-year-old <laughs> woman, um, you know, it's. It's something where over the last couple of months, I've gotten a few comments, you know, like, oh, hey, I really like your bracelets. And I'm like, mm-hmm. awesome. you know, like that's that person may not have been queer or lesbian or, or gay or whatever it was. But just the fact that people see those little pieces of representation totally yeah, um, and they know that, hey, this is a safe person or um, it is OK and there can be you know, grown adults who are out and proud. Yeah, right. Um, so that's kind of part of that, that whole wanting to be more open and, and out and more vocal about things because I've, I've had a, a, a fairly safe journey and not everybody has. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm for not sure. put myself on any kind of, you know, being a role model for anybody, but, <laughs> you know, seeing that representation in some cases is, is really important to people and you don't want to just hide that away. 
for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Randy. No, I was saying, I equate that to the TV example I used earlier, right? It's now people getting the chance to tell their stories and, and for young people to see these things on TV and just be able to go, it's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I can be me. It's okay. Yeah. And to even acknowledge that it, they could be in the shit, you know what I mean? They could be like in the midst of trying to figure out who they are or kind of what, Oh, we got a puppy appearing. Um, <laughs> but like trying to figure out where they are in their own skin, you know? And I think it's important to, so that they know that that's normal too. That most of us have no idea what we're doing, and I think mm-hmm. it's a, you just need to know that. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll get through it, right? You yeah. find ways it's, to get especially through. Especially in those early years, right? Being a teen is hard enough as it is with all the hormones and everything, and the growing going mm-hmm. on, and the social aspect of everything. So to have to add, to have to hide a portion of yourself on top of all that mm-hmm. would be extremely difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. I don't know. Are you down to do some uh, some quick rapid fire questions here, Charlie? Or, or oh, I should have known this was coming. I'm just going to try and find some uh, some random ones off this list here. See if we can find some good ones. If you're down, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. My bird is apparently also so screaming <laughs> <laughs> in the background. To join in. Uh, actually, before we start, what would possess you to get a bird? Because I I just think about getting birds, and I like none of no part of that appeals to me. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, when I was younger, my parents had a cockatoo, which is like one of those bigger white birds. Mm-hmm. Tim, in my mind, he was the sweetest, easiest pet <laughs> to take care of because my parents took care of him. Uh, uh, precisely. And then, you know, I was, I was kind of seeing a girl last summer and she worked at a pet store and, and Tim came. He actually has like a little disabled foot. Um, <laughs> I ended up kind of like adopting slash buying him. And I was like, yeah, I love parrots. They're so great. And I still do. I love him. He's an asshole. Yeah. But I, <laughs> it's um, like your kid. <laughs> yeah, no. And he's going to live for like 19 more years. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's a commitment. Yeah. Oof, so no I, need, I need to at least live for another 19 years so I don't have to try to rehome him because he hates everybody. I'd everybody. be curious to hear uh, Brody is your son, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to hear his perspective of owning a bird if it's similar to yours as a kid. You know what I mean? Oh, no. He... He fucking hates him. So <laughs> I could not not swear for that one oh, yeah, because that is, that is the level of hatred that's for Tim. Um, because Tim doesn't like Brody, so Tim will fly at Brody and bite him. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. That's fun. Oh boy, yeah, so it's just carry a tennis racket around if I were him. Just start oh, swinging. He's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock him out of the air. I'm like, you will not kill my bird. <laughs> This Give him some rice. You are like this big. You can handle this. Um, so that was the possession. I was like, yeah, I had a bird before. I love them. They're so great. And he is. Like, he's wonderful. He's snuggling, which is which is crazy. People never believe me, but he snuggles. and, and <laughs> he's lo- But he's a challenge. Yeah, that's fair. I have some PTSD from owning chickens as a kid, so I think I don't <laughs> think I could ever own a bird. Um, yeah, I also realized um, trying to date with a bird <laughs> because people... People hate birds. Yeah. Like it's not mm-hmm. like cats or dogs where they're like, oh, I'm not really a dog person. It's like, no, I'm, a bird. I'm like, damn it. Like he's here. He's not going mm-hmm. anywhere. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. Really no, limits the playing field. Some people, which is ridiculous. Anyway. Of all things <laughs> to be, you know, we're talking yeah. about all these different challenges of being in relationships mm-hmm. and finding yourself and it's a bird that ends it. Yeah, that's It's funny. the goddamn bird. Right. Because I didn't have enough obstacles. Let's throw a bird into it. Exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, I will, uh, okay. 
we'll move forward. Um, let's see here. What do we have here? <clears throat> uh, Charlie, have you ever been arrested? No. Oh, well, that's not Sorry. as exciting. No, no fun story there. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Randy, you ever been arrested? Nope. We live in Steinbeck and we're white. What are the odds that we're going to get arrested? Bunch, bunch of you? Nope. Nope. Not even close. Right. I've been pulled over a few times. Uh, Kat gave me shit because I was apparently being a, a smart ass to the cop the one time. Uh, and he let that, me know. Honestly, that checks out, I believe. I was yeah. saying, no, not you. I didn't even mean to be. It's one of those smart ass things that I do by reflex because he, he pulled me over. I had my hockey bag in the back and some sticks and, and whatever else. But he starts off. He's like... Um, um, how fast were you going? I was like, oh, like 60. It was right down Main Street in Steinbeck. And he's like, and what's the speed limit? 50. And so how fast were you going? 60. And then he just, it, apparently that was me being a smart ass. I was just like, well, why would I lie? And then afterwards he started talking about hockey. He's oh, you're just playing hockey? Yeah, I just got back. But I'm like, you're either going to give me a ticket or you're not. What what yeah. difference does it make, right? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But I try I try to respect, respect people as much as I can. But no, never been arrested, thankfully. Um... I've been brought in because I had an internet hate group, so that I uh, uh, had to take it's down. True, he but, did it uh, in my honor. Yeah, saying. it was for Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Uh, but getting a call from a constable when you're like 18 is a bit scary. So. No doubt. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The lady scorned Randy, so I made a "I hate her name, and you should too" group on Facebook. <laughs> Oh my God. And so then she told her parents. It was, it was awful. Parents Funny the at the time, but awful. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. laughing, but also I would. Whoop so my- cringy. Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> I, I hate myself that I did it, but it had like, what was it? 50 members in two days. So something it, like that. Uh, it was popping off. Could have All been right. famous. But uh, anyway, I've long apologized. Oh, the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, this is um, do you get along with your parents, Charlie? Oh, <clears throat> All right. Um, for the most part, yes. I feel like I'm going to listen to this. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, as, you know, as you've alluded to, Reg, we've uh, we've grown up in a not exactly left leaning, um, more conservative environment here in Quebec, and yeah. I would consider myself more of the anomaly of the family. So, uh, I mean, if you've got five hours to do another podcast about parental <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a whole other can of worms <laughs> oh i've got some baggage there too so let's not open that can of worms yeah um, yeah. I, yeah i know that randy gets along with his parents so we need to touch on that um this is do, 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 do. Now, this is interesting especially considering um binary things is not a thing but in general do you think that a man and a woman can be exclusively friends yes in general, yes. Um, yeah, and to do with, like, sexuality, if that was not the case, you know, bisexual people could not have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, it is possible, you know, there's, there's good. Yeah, no, it's possible. I think it's, it's probably, I wonder if it's just pop culture that makes us think that it doesn't work, or maybe... I'm just naive, but I think you totally can as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think it's entirely possible for sure. Yeah. Um, one of these, have you ever liked someone? Who is this for? Eight-year-olds? Um, I mean, not generally, but I try. <laughs> Did you get your cootie <laughs> shot yet? Yeah. 
just dating on the swing or whatever that was. If you start, was it when you start swinging at the same time? You get uh, you something like something? that. I don't remember. Oh, my um, old lady brain can't go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's some not so good ones here. Never mind. I should have proofread proofread this. Um, well, this is obviously not. But if you knew you could only, if you knew you only had one year left to live, would you continue your normal life? No. <laughs> no, it's a stupid question. Do you want a quick answer? Or do you want to ask? <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, you just go hog wild then. Oh yeah, no, it would not be pretty. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, Charlie, describe yourself in three words. Oh jeez, this is this a job interview? Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> what are your strengths? What are your strengths? Are your strengths Tell us of a time where words. you had to, uh, you know, inspire someone. Oh gosh, I'm probably inspiring people to hit the end button. Anyway, so three words: um, independent in brackets to a fault, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ambitious, also probably to a fault. Um, it sounds so corny, but just fun-loving, supportive. Like, I don't know. That's it's, It sounds corny. It all sounds like a, a dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to describe yourself, no. but I get it. Randy, yeah. three words. Describe yourself. Go. Describe myself. Um, joyful. You're miserable. Uh, don't lie. Most of the time. But I try to. Okay, optimistic. I'll say that. Optimistic. Ooh, optimistic. Um, let's go with curious because I'm always having to find out the answer to something. Um, and empathetic. Ooh, good call. Very nice. Good call. I am not empathetic, unfortunately. Not as much as I should be. Um, <laughs> I'm a know it all. So put the hyphens between them. So that's one word. There you go. <laughs> Case in point. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, I like your curious point. That's a good one. I, I'm going to take that. I'm definitely curious. And uh, I call myself a realist, but Kat calls me a pessimist. So maybe I'll just, maybe I'm just a cynic. Darius makes the same. I tell it to her all the time. Like, just, just have a bit of optimism. I'm not, not pessimistic. I'm just trying to be real. Yeah. She's like, well, don't be so negative. I'm like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a realist. Call him as I see him. Nope mitigate expectations so they yeah. can't be let down <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair uh this is we, we recently we touched on a bunch on on who someone would get to play them in a movie but what genre would would that movie be if if a movie is made of your life charlie you know the cynic in me wants to say like a tragedy um, <laughs> just a greek a greek tragedy <laughs> just, a, just a dumpster fire of a movie one of those sea ones that people have as a guilty pleasure that's that one um <laughs> i don't i don't even know um a very long and drawn out coming of age story how about that <laughs> one that takes about 40 years to relax the 10 things i hate about you sequel Yes, like the part five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, well, I mean, we'll throw it out there. Who would you get to play you in a movie? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I feel like these are always like trick questions to make you a little bit vain. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to be. The last guy we just asked that to said that he would get um, Steve Buscemi to play him. <laughs> so. right. I'm going to defer that to no. Um, <laughs> so I get a lot of times... 
um, told that I somewhat resemble Laura Prepon. Prepon, Prepon. I can see I that. Who, I yeah. don't know who that is. Let me check. Yeah, or that 70s show. Um, so yeah. just just strictly off of looks wise, I would say her um, personality wise, I'd probably go with Kristen Bell. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I really choice. like her humor. I feel like it would jive well. So. Everybody's in love with Kristen Bell. Everybody on the planet yeah. is in love She's with Kristen Bell. She's just the sweetest. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, what is it? The Good Place? Oh. Mm-hmm. She's going to come out as like an axe murderer or something. We're going to find out that she was she's secretly been stacking, you know, dead bodies in the basement. And uh, I won't be surprised, but I'll be disappointed. Yeah, she, she's the gif I probably use most often. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how we determine this. Um, I feel like that what, was a- what are two of the things you put on your bucket list? Two things on my bucket list. Oh, goodness. Um, Ra- Randy, what are two things you put on your bucket list? <laughs> <laughs> on my bucket list, uh, yeah, I'll defer to Reg on this one. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, hey, cat, what are you? No. <laughs> um, I can, I can, um, I can start it off. I don't mind. All right. Sure. Um, I haven't given this zero thought, but I think, um, we're going to go skydiving maybe this summer, maybe next year. Um, so let's scratch that off. I don't want to do bungee jumping because that somehow that scares me more than skydiving. Yeah. Um, I want to oh go to Egypt. That's what I want to do. That's what I, yeah, go see the pyramids. Very nice. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm good now. Okay. I want to hit up like one of the country's best pride celebrations, like That's whether... Cool the u.s or canada mm-hmm. and just like immerse myself in everything pride for like a whole month during <laughs> craziest times and just like i don't know because like winnipeg awesome puts on a great pride does like all the all the fun stuff steinbeck we are getting there <laughs> we have a pride <laughs> we have a pride people show up it is good yeah. um no, they're doing what they can with what we have. Um, but to, like, actually go to, like, L.A. or, like, San Francisco, mm-hmm. I think would be amazing. And yeah. then Pan would be an awesome mm. trip because um, I like to eat my way around the world. <laughs> 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 like, eat all the food in Japan and I'm very happy there. Excellent yeah. choice. Good call. Just sushi all day. Oh, yeah. And, like, everything else. Just, just yeah. I don't even know what Japanese people eat except oh, for sushi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had the best sushi of my life in Taiwan, which, as you should, because they're mm-hmm. basically in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Manitoba doesn't hold up. It is some good stuff, but it's not like that. We uh, try. Yep, Randy, bucket list. Uh, I want to attend a WrestleMania at some point. Certainly on there, and I would like to go to Scotland if I'm going somewhere. Oh yeah, I, I really want to check that out. Highlander. Um. <clears throat> All right, Charlie, who's your favorite superhero? Oh, God, this should be easier. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I'm glad that it's not because it, it should oh take uh, I've been asked this so many times recently from like <laughs> friends that it, it's so categorical that <laughs> am I going by most amusing? Am I going by coolest? So I was a big like Wolverine stand for the longest time, like that he was my jam. Um, still have the love for that. 
Um, I have also grown a good love for Mystique. I know she's mm-hmm. maybe a superhero, but I think she walks that line in such a way that I'm like, I like you. I, I like right. what you're here for. <laughs> you, you, you're sometimes really bad. and yeah, She's kind of an anti-hero, and, but she's also... Yeah. Because she's both often a guy and a girl, as she transitions. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting take. She's a, yep. a double agent in every uh, sense of the word. Yep. Indeed, indeed. Um, Randy, I think you're just still Batman. Yes. I'll go with Batman. Captain America is a close second. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I've I've always had an affinity for Cap, but especially since Chris Evans started playing him. But like as a kid, like you play the Capcom or Street Fighter games, all that. <laughs> I always loved Captain America. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just the color scheme. I like just like the shield throwing. I always thought it was really cool. Um, and like he's, I think he's just a, a good character, like a very pure character. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say those two. Batman's always the top, but but Cap's yeah, frankly, a close second. If I could get a shot that just made me jacked, I would do yeah. that tomorrow. Yeah, so. for sure. I'm legitimately thinking of getting like Chris Evans with the hammer on my shoulder. Do it. You have my hundred percent right now. Why not? Life short. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean my mine is probably it used to be Batman with a bullet, but now it's uh, it's probably still Batman. But Iron Man's pretty sweet, just from the movies and stuff. And right, I don't know. Otherwise, mm, yeah, let's just stick with that. Yeah, and I mean, I need to disclaimer that with the whole, like, I have not read the comic books. (laughs) (laughs) This is my take from strictly watching movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then on that note, uh, two more questions. This one I just thought up. Um, Best Spider-Man actor. Like, of of the Spider-Mans, of which uh, which is your favorite? Can I use the Into the Spider-Verse guy? Of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was, though. <laughs> that was Jake Johnson. Jake oh, Johnson? yes. Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. That, that was probably one of my favorites. I really enjoyed that movie. That they're, making, they're working Phenomenal on a sequel right movie. now, I think. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, no, good good call. Off the board, I like it. I like it. That's good. Thank you. Randy, favorite Definitely Spider-Man? Definitely a good one. Um, I was, I'm a Tobey Maguire stan, for sure. Love Tobey <laughs> Maguire. I love his movies. Uh, well, three is eh, but uh, it's, it's less than eh. <laughs> I think that 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 Tom Holland is the best all around Spider Man we've gotten. Yeah. He takes mm-hmm. yeah. If I if I'm gonna take one of them and put him in a comic book and say yeah, that's Peter Parker, that's Spider Man, it's probably Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I grew up loving um, Tobey Maguire, but really when you think about it, he looks like a 30 year old dude in high school. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield, he had sort of like the wit, but he didn't really have the. He was too cool. He was yeah. too cool as a high schooler yeah. to be Peter Parker. Yeah, didn't buy it. <laughs> didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland all day, but a close second is Spider Verse Spider Man. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll finish off with this one. Who is your favorite cartoon character and why, Charlie? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> cartoon character and why? Uh I'm going to go with the horse on Tangled. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's so good. (laughs) That's a great take. He's a good, yeah, that's a good, I like that. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. 
I just watched Raya, by the way. Great movie. Oh, okay. oh yeah, good. Great movie, yeah. Nice. And the chick is hot. She might be my favorite Disney princess now. Very nice. Well, there you go. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm a sucker for Asians. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, Randy, favorite cartoon character? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Um, I watched a lot of cartoons growing up, man. Mm-hmm. It's hard to narrow it down. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Tommy Pickles fan. <laughs> Love Tommy Pickles because he was like my hero yeah. as a kid. Love Rugrats. Cynical um, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Just wants to explore shit, find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mushu from Mulan is up there. That's good. There you go. Uh, love me some Eddie Murphy. Oh, there's just so much. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Probably at the end, they probably like Goku from Dragon Ball Z. You know, yeah, just just because he was awesome, right? Always, always pushing his limits. Good <laughs> lessons for, for kids there. Um, oops. Oh, did I mute myself? No, I didn't. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a good call. I think again, I can't really narrow it down myself either. But honorable mention is Kovu from the second Lion King movie. It doesn't get enough love um, because that movie overall is a very good. But right. <laughs> very the job. character is, is quite compelling. <laughs> it actually has some decent, like, you know, race politic vibes to it because they're keeping, you know, the hyenas away. And then there's like mm-hmm. a class of lions that supported Scar that are kicked out of the pride. And he's the descendant of Scar. And then mm. he like he just wants to be like a regular kid, you know. But he's yeah. brown and black, which is really on the nose now that I think about it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, New context. Commentary going on. You were like that, yeah. And then he becomes friends with uh, Simba's kid. I forget her name. And something. Mm, doesn't matter. And then uh, Kiara. That's what it is. Mm. Not, not an something. And then, um, yeah, he becomes evil because he gets kicked out of the pride. You know, it's fun. It's good. Right. But he doesn't get enough love. Right. It's interesting. I will um, say, as an adult now, my favorite cartoon character is probably Hank Hill, though. <laughs> yeah, love yeah, me some Hank Hill. <laughs> do do the impression, Randy. <laughs> God dang it, Bobby! Who needs drugs when you can just mow a lawn? <laughs> there it is. Oh, love it. Oh, love perfection. It. Anyway, Charlie, um, is there anything else you want to touch on? Any, um, I don't know, anything you want to promote? Any causes that you think need to be shouted out, shooted out? Outshouted. Uh, you know, honestly, I think it's just a matter of I don't know where your your key demographics lie. If it's normally in we. southern Manitoba, but just people, I think in general should be curious. You know, both of your your mm-hmm. about words to describe you. Be curious. Ask questions. Make educate. mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Get messy. Make all mistakes. That. Get messy. Make mistakes. All that fun stuff. <laughs> But I mean, when we're talking about breaking down cultural stereotypes, when we're talking about breaking down um, biases, you know, we, we didn't touch on any of that stuff. And that's a whole nother topic. But, you know, here in the Southeast, there's so many ingrained biases that we have that I would just encourage people to go talk to somebody. Go have <laughs> yeah. Conversation. Go speak to the person in your community that is a part of the LGBTQ um, family. You know, just before passing judgment, get to know people. Yeah. It, it's such it, a low bar to <laughs> Right. But, yeah, it, it really is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, 
bare minimum that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can make, you know, the biggest impact. Um, and then on top of that, just educate yourself. Like instead of making these assumptions, instead of jumping on a Facebook meme bandwagon, <laughs> <laughs> just educate yourself. Trans people are not trying to use the washroom that they identify with for any reason other than their own safety and comfort. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's just, just educate, communicate, um, and, and don't judge people. Those are some lofty goals, but I think they're important <laughs> and, uh, I agree. So, um, mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us, Charlie. I think uh, I think this went well, and oh, uh, I hope that any but people in the community listening can relate and hopefully help them on their own their own journeys. Yeah, hopefully I didn't put my foot in my mouth too many times. We do it all the time. Every week oh, yeah. we put a foot. Oh, perfect, perfect. perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, uh, and thank uh, you for helping me. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Cheers. This episode of the Two Days Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Father's Day is coming and the weather is catching heat. If you live in Manitoba, you definitely know it will. Whether you have a dad bod, like me, or rocking a six-pack, not like me, make sure you and your dad are smelling nice and shaved where it matters most. Make your dad proud this year, finally, and get him and yourself the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and the Refined Cologne by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Refined Cologne is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code IDIOTS at manscaped.com. We've all been there. We all need uh, you know, to clean up once in a while, especially summertime in the heat. Keep things smooth. Keep things sleek. Jumping in the pool. You know, slipping slides, drinking beer, living life. Uh, so we basically need to uh, stay on top of that. And... You know, we all get a little stinky, so get yourself some cologne. Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, just dropped their lawnmower 4.0. And I hope you're excited for this as me, because this thing is legit. This fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. None of that is new if you've listened to the show for a while. Do you travel a lot? Then, the 4.0 is the perfect trimmer for home and on the go. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch, uh, gives yourself a precise shave with the 4000K LED spotlight, and it's waterproof, so you can shave your balls in the dark, the shower, or anywhere your heart desires. The middle of the woods, your backyard, camping, do it at, do it wherever. It also even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths, new wireless charging system. Fellas, it's time to pull a plug on wired trimmers and your wild bush. After you guys have clean balls, clean up your cologne game with the refined cologne from Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, the cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right word- ways. If the old man is smelling a little funky, as old men tend to do, this cologne is a surefire way to change that and make him the talk of the summer. The man of the house deserves to smell like a king. Whether it's a gift for you, your dad, or the men in your life, choose Manscaped. Get 20% off at manscaped.com with the code IDIOTS, that's I-D-I-O-T-S, at manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. This year, show your original home some love 
with Manscaped. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So welcome back, folks. Just, What's up? just the two of us. You and I. <laughs> okay. Uh, so thank you to Charlie for joining us and, and telling us her story. I mean, that's, again, one of those things that you might not even be aware of or, you know, it could be anybody you're, literally anybody out in the street or that you're walking around or meeting, interacting with could be living a similar life. 100%. And just got to be kind. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. Just be kind. Like you said, don't be afraid to, to talk to people and listen to people and and don't throw any judgments until like you've you've sat and had a conversation with that person because you just yeah. don't know. Because some people are shit. Let's be honest. Some people suck. 100%. But, I'm probably a pretty shitty dude, but you know, if you come <laughs> talk to me, I'm pretty nice sometimes. Yeah, but you need to find out. So if you're just going to exactly. assume that I'm shit, I'd rather you meet me and then determine that I'm shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to let you know I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let motherfuckers know. Um, Be humble, but let motherfuckers know. Indeed, indeed. Okay, well, find uh, us on social media. On Instagram, we're at 2 Idiots Podcast. On Facebook, search for the 2 Idiots Podcast. On Twitter, we're 2 Idiots Show. On YouTube, we're 2 Idiots Podcast. We're all over the place. Just search 2 Idiots. We'll probably show up. We are everywhere. As soon as I get this yawn out, I'm going to let you know that we can find <laughs> us by email at doubleidiotspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, uh, whatever you want to send us. You can say, I guess say everything you know, send in the dick pics. If you're brave enough to send them, I will rate them. Um, <laughs> Has Brian sent you one recently? Uh, no, not really. Usually he does the Sunday before, the, the like a couple hours before the show, but not this time. <laughs> but uh, uh, I did rate the last one only about a six and a half out of ten, so. Oof. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I lost where I was going there. Patreon.com <laughs> slash two idiots podcast. You can find us over there. Uh, we got all kinds of different tiers three, five, seven, ten dollar levels. Um, anything at the three dollar level and above, you get you know some bonus content from us that we put out every month. Uh, bonus episodes, you made it into merch draws in certain tiers. I forget which those are, but they are there. Because um, <laughs> I'm an awesome, awesome person pushing our own stuff. We also have, if you decide to pledge at the $7 or above level, you become part of the Idiot Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Which earns you a shout out each and every week here on the Two Idiots Podcast. We will start this week's shout outs with Mitchell Buck Pierce Buckers. Buck Pierce Buck Pierce. Yeah, followed by Brian Moore, Mr. Brian Moore, the pr- before mentioned, uh, the aforementioned dick pic sender. <laughs> Brian, we also have uh, Big Drew McDonald, Sir Drew of the Tip, coming in with the support for the show. Oh, we laddie, um, and I'm not going to forget this. I'm followed by Danny Duick, mother of the show, lovely lady. Um, we love her very much. Thank you. We do love her. We're also supported by uh, Kayla Ludberg on behalf of her and Jordan Peters. Longtime friends of the show. Much appreciated. First time, long time. Uh, no, long time, first time. That's what it is. Um, yeah. Also, Janet Gooden supports the show in the Idiot Hall of Fame. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hot diggity damn. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think that's it. I think we've covered them. Everybody. So that is our find Idiot us Hall there. of Fame. Find us there if you're so inclined to throw a little shekels our way. We much appreciate it. Uh, you can also go if you want to help support us and keep us getting paid because someone does actually pay us to do these shows, you know, in a way. 
Uh, and we're pretty bad at promoting it most of the time. We will have our ad in here somewhere. You may have already heard it. Yeah. But uh, manscaped.com, use the code idiots at checkout for 20% off and free <laughs> shipping on your order. It'll uh, help us uh, keep Manscaped going a few shekels our way. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, get yourself all cleaned up. You know, they got uh, got some good shit. Um, but yeah, the biggest part is uh, ratings and reviews. Tell a friend, share the show. Let's keep this thing going. I hope that we're having some kind of meaningful conversations for, for people in the community and otherwise, um, and we can all learn a little bit better. So, Agreed. I yeah, think we are... Uh... I think we're good to go for for this week. I think we're done. I think we're done. All right, folks. Well, thank you again for listening. We love you. Um, be kind. Rewind. Tell a friend. Um, love everybody. Love is love. Hashtag. Love is love. Never apologize for who you love. Never. Never. Never but okay. Ever. Um, peace out, everybody. Have a good week. Bye.